Okay. Apparently, I was muted until just now. Yeah. Am I on now? Okay. Now I'm good. Actually, what I said wasn't funny at all, but I got a haircut, just in case you didn't notice. It's a COVID-19 haircut. I did it myself. Um, we, today, we have a focus that's going to be on what I call the law of love. Uh, the law of love comes out of the passage that Dan read in Luke chapter 13 and also the story uh, for the children as well. The law of love is an emphasis concerning the teachings of Jesus. So when you think about this passage, you might remember uh, something like this, or you might recognize a reality like this. There's really two kinds of extremes when it comes to rules or laws. The one extreme is that laws were just meant to be broken. They're there so you can break them. I mean, I think that was my perspective on law when I was 15 years old because any law that was there, I just chose to break. But as I got a little older, of course, I saw the importance of law. There is something that's to the extreme of that, and the thing that's to the extreme of that is to believe that there are no exceptions to rules or laws at all. And then there are some people who have the wisdom to be somewhere in the wise middle, the place that understands the real purpose of law and when laws ought to be applied and how to apply them appropriately. And of course, that description is a description of Jesus. In this story with the leader of the synagogue and the people who were there, Jesus heals a woman on the Sabbath and he's criticized for doing so. And Jesus responds. The context of this whole story is basically about Sabbath law. The background that helps you to understand this is that laws concerning Sabbath work were rigorously enforced by first century Judaism. And as a matter of fact, Jesus was not against Sabbath laws at all. He kept the Sabbath law. He thought it was a good thing. Apparently, along the way, certain laws were added to the Sabbath law, and the laws that were added to the Sabbath laws were laws to describe what was work, what constitutes work, because you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And apparently, one of those laws was you couldn't heal on the Sabbath because that counted as work. Legalists claim strict adherence to laws no matter what, no exceptions. Of course, the real issue in this story is actually not even about Sabbath laws. The real issue in this story, if you read the text and you read the beginning and the end of the text and the texts that surround it, the real issue is that the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus. They were constantly trying to trap him. They never were very successful, but this was one of those occasions where they were trying to trap Jesus. So in order to understand Jesus' response to the Sabbath law, you have to understand what the purpose of the Sabbath was to begin with. The purpose of the Sabbath was to restore those who had worked. It was intended for human benefit. In other words, they have Sabbath laws so that people could actually be restored from hard work during the week. The other part of Sabbath laws was to allow people to focus on the most important thing. That is the love of God and worshiping God. So Sabbath was a day of rest and Sabbath was a day of worship. 
Rules emerged, of course, out of Sabbath laws, and one of those rules was the rules the Pharisees had referred to in this passage. Here's the rule of Jesus. As it applies to Sabbath law or any other law, the rule of Jesus that he consistently taught was this. If you want to summarize the law, it's this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the summary and the intent of all the laws, including the Sabbath law. I began by saying there's two extremes when it comes to laws and when it comes to rules. The one extreme is an inflexible enforcement of every rule and every law. We often call that legalism. The opposite extreme is a disdain for any law, that law is not important and we shouldn't even consider it. That sometimes is called antinomianism or anti-law. Both extremes are dangerous. I think it's safe to say both extremes are equally dangerous. But Jesus was not about either of those extremes. Jesus was about understanding what the law was for. The law of the Old Testament for the people of God was for their benefit. It was for the benefit of humanity. But when the benefit of humanity comes in conflict with particular applications of the law, Jesus was inclined to say, wait just a minute. Let's remember the real purpose of the law, not the letter of the law. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. So in this situation, what's the proper thing to do? In this situation, the intent of the law is to restore, to heal. Why shouldn't I, on this day, of all days, restore and heal a woman who has been oppressed by an illness for 18 years? I actually am implementing the heart of the law in this moment. I want to suggest that Jesus was not an antinomian and he was not a legalist. I also want to present a qualifier, especially for those of you who may be familiar with some recent teachings by very famous pastors. What I am not suggesting, hear me clearly, I am not suggesting this. I am not suggesting that we unhitch Christianity from Old Testament laws. That is a form of heresy. In the ancient church, it was a, a heresy associated with a man called Marcion. That's not what Jesus is suggesting in this passage. And it's not what we should suggest for ourselves or for our churches. What we ought to suggest is what is the heart of the law and then do our best to implement the heart of the law 
which is love. When I thought about this passage, I I wondered about myself. I wondered about all the times when I was a parent or a boss or just a person with a friend who might have been legalistic. I wondered about times where I was more interested in forcing the law than in thinking about love. And I was bothered by it. Because I know all of us have an inclination to err on one side or the other. Sometimes, as a matter of fact, I think in institutions, we're guilty of this as much as any other institution, namely the church. We put in place systems. Systems come before people. As a matter of fact, you know it's real easy to set policies. It's not easy to deal with real people and real situations because you have to adapt to Jesus' law of love. And sometimes we want to hide behind our system and hide behind our policy. That's not appropriate. I guess the question I want to ask myself and I want to ask you is in light of this passage, when are we placing law ahead of love and mercy? So as you go throughout your week, ask yourself that question. Sometimes it's a hard question to answer. Sometimes it's really easy. Ask yourself that question. In my relationship with my children, in my relationship with my friends, in my relationship with my employees or with my neighbors, how should I apply the law? And how shall I do it the way Jesus would do it, namely applying the law of love? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for the words and the teachings and the example of Jesus. Uh, we're grateful that he helped us to understand what the importance of the law was all about. We're also thankful, Lord, for forgiveness because we're aware of the fact that no matter how hard we try, we routinely um, fall short of the intent of the law. Sometimes, Lord, we err on one side and then other times on the other. But we pray you will help us to have the wisdom in the situations that face us this week to understand what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Because that summarizes what the law of God is all about. And we thank you for that teaching. Help us to apply it. In Christ's name, amen.